everybody, <laughs> you know? All right. Welcome back to the Logan and Jan Talk Too Much podcast. This is season one, episode four. Uh, how you feeling, Logan? Yeah, yeah. So th- this is definitely probably going to be one of my lower energy episodes. Uh, I only got around five hours of sleep last night, so we're running on fumes at this point, but hopefully, I think we got a lot of good topics in store, Jan, don't we? We do have a lot of topics. It's been a busy week, busy weekend. Uh, we're coming to you live from the Cardi conference room right now, the A room, not the C room. This is the C room. This is the C room? Yeah, that's why we always go here, because it's C for Cardi, oh believe God. it or not. My life has been a lie this whole time. There's literally no way. All right. <laughs> The first topic that we want to talk about is the showers. Uh, I do believe that we mentioned this on a previous episode, namely the first episode that we did uh, about the showers that are in the Farmer School of Beer. Yeah, so uh, as any normal individual would, once we saw those showers, there are four of them in total. We knew we just had to get in them one day, and so we did. Last night, we went ahead, we took a shower in the Farmer School of Beer around 10 o'clock, and what did we have to say about it, Jan? Uh, I thought the shower was quite exquisite. It was a, an experience, to be sure. Uh, it was easily the best water pressure of any shower that I've had at Miami so far. And also, it had some of the best temperature control. Although, I do remember you not having as well, uh, as good as a, of an experience. Yeah, I, I definitely had some issues with my shower. I think some of it may be user error, but I do want to go ahead for our viewers at home who might not know much about the Farmer School of Beer showers. Let's go ahead and take them through. If you're going to go ahead and take a shower in the beer school, what will you see when you walk into that gender-neutral single bathroom? Well, what you're going to see is you're going to see basically a tub turned on its side so that like it's back, the bottom of the tub is against the wall of the bathroom, right? And then inside, there is a shower head. It just looks like a vertical bathtub, to be quite honest with you. And it is very short. Yeah, so obviously me being more of an average height individual, I didn't run into any issues. Jan, were there any on your part? Uh, I did have to lean over quite a considerable amount just to be able to have it reach my hair. Uh, I do believe you did not require a hair rinse. Yeah, I did not partake in a hair wash uh, yesterday, but I can see that definitely having some issues with someone who might be of Jan's stature or even higher. Uh, definitely someone who's taller than you might not even be able to stand up fully inside the inverted tub. Yeah, but there are not many people on this earth that are taller than me. I'd say that I'm uh, pretty in the 1%. Yeah, so thankfully it is very unlikely that yeah. anyone will have this issue. And but uh, to be fair, not many people are trying to shower in the farmer school of beer besides deranged psychopaths and podcast hosts. Yeah, so uh, once we got into the bathroom and we turned the shower on, at least I noticed that it was a bit of an inversion from what I was used to. You know, usually when you turn the shower on, the more you turn the handle, the warmer the water gets. But in my shower, it was actually the opposite. You had to barely turn it on for it to be hot. And then the more you turned it on, the colder it got. So it was really hard for me to balance the correct water pressure with the correct temperature. But yeah, yeah, I don't think your unit had those issues, did it? Yeah, I think mine was fine. I turned it all the way to the right, and that boy got hot. It, that was steamy. And then I had to turn it back. I think your, your thing is just calibrated incorrectly, to be quite honest with you. Yeah, I mean, that, that seems like maybe a bit, of a bit of an error on the civil engineering. We know Miami does not have a civil engineering department, so... Clear mistake. Clear mistake here. Uh, definitely 
the remnants of what could have been are on full display. But once you got in the shower and you turned the water on, at least I had this issue as well, the water started pooling up by my feet and it looked very close to the point where it would spill out from the little two inch lip and actually go onto the floor. And I was really scared that would happen and everyone would know that the beer showers had been invaded, but uh, fortunately it was able to keep its meniscus just below that ledge and thus we were able to secure a dry floor on the beer school bathroom floor. Yeah, I mean, it, the, the beer school floor did get a little bit wet when I stepped out of the shower with my sopping wet body, but uh, other than that, I did not actually have that problem where the water was pooling up. It actually drained perfectly. I think that may be a problem that the civil engineers of Miami will have to address. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I guess moving on from more of the physical characteristics to more of just the actual vibe of the shower itself. Uh, I, I, really, I really thought it was just more of a pleasant experience than I usually have at my dorm room. It was significantly cleaner, so oh, that was a contributing factor. For certain, yes. Uh, although I did not bring my shower shoes with me, so I did have to go raw foot on the floor uh, during that shower. Uh, I was not very happy to do that. I'm a bit worried about the... Uh, the fungal state of my foot at the current moment, but uh, did you also have to, have to do that, Logan? Yeah, so obviously I did. Uh, I was definitely less prepared than you. I think you had a towel, which, which was definitely a good move on your part. Uh, instead, I brought like, you know, my actual shower supplies, so, you know, my, my body wash, stuff like that. So I was able to actually, you know, clean myself in the shower rather than just, you know, take in sort of the, the other parts of the shower, and I think it did an admirable job of that, but yeah, I, I had to dry myself with the paper towels from the beer school, and I, I was kind of tap dancing around the floor once I got out because I definitely was scared of the implications down the line of any potential fungus that would enter my foot. Yeah, uh, and now that we've been uh, talking for a couple minutes, you may notice some audio changes. Uh, consider that our podcast is actually a considerably higher quality now and that is because we invested some dollars into some new audio equipment. How was that journey? Yeah, so I mean, the Bezos bucks can definitely go a long way. So if you're looking to get your feet off the ground with your new podcast, just let us know. We'll have an affiliate link in the description for our beautiful sounding audio equipment that we are currently on right now. If you want to go ahead and shop some, uh, we'll definitely let you. And we will get that kick back. So just let us know. Will do. Yeah, and please let us know how this sounds in the ratings of whatever podcast app you use. Uh, I know, I understand it's a bit echoey, but that's just a, a consequence of the room that we are in currently. But if we can get an environment where there is not that much echo, then it's actually going to be considerably better than the USB mics that we were rocking prior. Yeah, we were getting busy on those USB mics before, but... Shout uh, out, Peggy. Shout out, Peggy. But yeah, we did have to go ahead and make the switch, so we couldn't get called out anymore. Uh, but yeah, let us know if the audio fidelity is something that you feel that, you know, up in your headphones, you can really tell the difference. Uh, again, like Jan said, we will have a much higher quality show in a couple months. Uh, when we move over to the West Apartment ever, we have our own recording booth with the foam blocks to soundproof our room, so you won't be getting any of this feedback that... Uh, might currently be occurring, but yeah, just go ahead and stick with us, and we will definitely have pushing podcasts at a higher quality on the floor shortly. Amen, amen.
And uh, I would like actually to transition over to some interesting Ohio news. Uh, if anyone knows about rural Ohio, they have some really wacky, insane businesses. And uh, we actually attended one of these businesses. It was called Chicken Cone. They served, they served chicken in a waffle cone. How was that experience, Logan? Yeah, so uh, definitely the chicken cone, I feel like it definitely, it was very polarizing amongst the, the group of people who went. Uh, some of them refused to even eat there just based off of the concept. But uh, I think with the chicken cone, you kind of have to get past your initial preconceived notions of uh, what food really is and just kind of focus on the taste itself because, uh, you know, it, it doesn't really seem maybe on the surface level that it might mix, you know, kind of a warm waffle cone with, you know, actual, you know, little chicken chunks, chicken nuggets, what you may have. But I think the key ingredient here is actually the sauce because this is definitely where it really separates the Busters from the Charlie Browns, you know. Uh, I, I personally went with the petty, petty hot sauce on my chicken cone. And I, I really think it was a hit, but I know, Jan, you went with the kicken ranch, so I, I think your experience was a bit different from mine. Well, you know that I have to connect to my ancestors, you know. Uh, being a white person, we have a spiritual and cultural connection to ranch. So when I saw the words kicken ranch, kicken is a white person adjective. So I, I, you know, I just had to get that. I had to. I had no other choice. And I actually arrived at the chicken cone a considerable amount of time earlier than Logan due to um, weird transportation and communication errors. <laughs> but I, I was to totally finished by the time he actually got there to order. And I advised him, do not get the ranch. Yeah, I, I feel like for most people, when they choose to get the ranch, it's just a matter of being forced to, you know. If, if you really had any other sauces, I find it very unlikely that you would ever actually choose the ranch sauce. So Jan obviously was forced into it due to a cultural background that he had, but uh, I was able to open up my horizons and select the hotter sauce than the ranch, which honestly didn't really taste that great. But uh, what I will say, kind of moving on to the whole concept of a chicken cone, I really think it has a lot of potential. I just think that the chicken in this particular cone was a rather average quality. I would probably rate it around a 5 out of 10. The waffle cone was significantly better. But I think that moving forward, I would like to see many others adopt this idea and potentially yes. put out a new product. What yes. do you think, Jan? Well, obviously, I, I'd like to go back to the ranch thing just to touch on it real quick. Uh, the reason why I didn't like the ranch was because I don't like ranch as a condiment to begin with. I just, in that moment, I was so overwhelmed by my ancestors that I had simply no other choice. But if I had to try again, I would choose the maple sauce that they had there. That seems uh, probably the most interesting that uh, people could get. Yeah, uh, definitely the most experimental of the sauces they had. Mm -hmm. We did have a sampling of it. It had a nice cinnamon coating on the outside. Mm -hmm. So definitely potential there. But yeah, exactly, what else did you have? Exactly. Uh, well, the fries there were actually very similar to the Rally's fries. If I, Would you agree with that statement? Yeah, so I, I think we, we did notice uh, a potential copyright infringement on the behalf of the chicken cone group because it seemed to us that they just took the Rally's fries that you can buy in a bag on the frozen foods aisle at Kroger and just whip them up and call them their own. So 
I'm not exactly sure what happened there. Chicken Cone, if you want to clarify, that would be much appreciated. But yeah, definitely not an original idea from Chicken Cone. Definitely, we, we think they have potential to do better. And Chicken Cone, uh, if you want to hit us up with a sponsorship, that would be much appreciated. Uh, th yeah, this is totally unsponsored. We just went there on our own choice and because it, it seemed so interesting. But that being said, this is a concept that just could sweep the nation, quite honestly. Waffle cones are not hard to make. I used to work in an ice cream cone, in an ice cream cone, and I had to make waffle cones there. And they were not hard. I learned it in one hour, one hour. And you just put some good chicken in there. Just, we need someone to make some good chicken to put in a waffle cone. And here, here's what will really make or break the deal. Good sauce. Like the sauces there, they seemed average at best. The Kickin' Ranch, not good. The hot sauce, all right. The buffalo, it's buffalo sauce. You know what you're gonna get. If there is some original sauce creation sent from the white people gods, because there are only white people would think to put chicken in a waffle cone. That only white people would do that. But if the the white creativity somehow happens and a great sauce is created, then this business will succeed. Yeah, I think you could definitely see this taking off shortly. Uh, like Jan said, we really just do need some more culinary creativity in order to really see this prosper. So uh, again, maybe some more, more crispiness on the chicken to have it more, maybe be like more of a boneless wing rather than just like, it was kind of very lightly breaded. I think it was supposed to be a boneless wing. Yeah, well, in my opinion, a boneless wing should have much more crunch when you bite in. So I think that was kind of a failure on their part. But uh, what was interesting is they served ice cream as well in the same cones as the chicken. And I think the prevailing notion amongst the ice cream eaters was that the ice cream itself was very average. But again, the cone, the cone was just a cut above what else was offered at the chicken cone. And again, we do want to touch on the prices here at the Chicken Cone. I know this was in more of a bougie area of the Hamilton, Ohio, greater precinct, but uh, in my opinion, it was just far too much. One Chicken Cone was running you $7.69. There was not that much chicken in there, probably equivalent to around maybe eight chicken nuggets somewhere in there. And so in my opinion, that, that's just a disgrace. So I feel like if you made a Chicken Cone around $3, that could, be, that could be the future right there. Yeah, honestly, a 4 to $5 mark would be a huge success in the white community. I, when we went there, it was completely empty. I think it's because of the pricing. I, that's the only reason why I can think that such a beautiful place such as Chicken Cone would be <laughs> empty. Like, it's got to be the pricing. And uh, they do have that thing where they make you tip just out of like pure guilt because they like turn around the thing. It's like press the button to tip and you have to purposely click do not tip. And it just, it, it's the psychological warfare of capitalism. So did you end up uh, pushing a tip over to the establishment of Chicken Cone? Yes. Uh, why wouldn't I? I don't know. I'm very used to those. We have those a lot where I live. Uh, one of the donut shops that I frequent, Jack's, it has one of these spin around card readers. And you just coolly press no tip. And then a lot of times you'll have to get the receipt texted to you to save some paper as well. So um, I always click the no receipt. Yeah, I, I mean, that's an option too. We do want to save those trees. But yeah, I, I, think, I think you have it in you, Jan, to go ahead and press the no tip if no service was actually provided.
they were struggling at the chicken cone. I, you know, I'm going to rationalize it. They were struggling at the chicken cone, man. They needed it. And plus, they're doing God's work, the white people God's work. Yeah, I, I mean, they do love us at the chicken cone, so uh, let's not get that twisted. It's all love, uh, mutual respect. That's why we're at this platform where we can criticize them, they can criticize us, you know, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, we definitely would like to see less guilt tripping of your loyal fan base in the future. Yeah, and we will be returning to the chicken cone. Yeah. I, that, that is a certainty. Yeah, even if we don't even buy anything, we might just go hang out there. So, uh, listeners of the show, if you want to just hit up the chicken cone, you might find us there. Yes, and uh, yeah, all friends of the show, if you want to have any chance of seeing us, go to the chicken cone and buy a chicken cone. Do not do this if you don't have enough money to buy a chicken cone, though. Yeah, if you don't have enough money for the chicken cone, just, just reach out to us on Patreon. We'll go ahead and set something up. But yeah, uh, definitely, that seems like a good idea to me. But mm -hmm. moving on from that, Jan, what else did we have in store? Oh, uh, regarding the chicken cone or? Just in general. Oh, in general. So this weekend, after the chicken cone, actually on the same day, we hit up Skipper's Top Deck, which is the place above famous Miami dining establishment, Skipper's Pub. Uh, and it's, it is actually a sports bar. Is That's how I think I would describe it. Yeah, I mean, uh, with any of these places, you can really describe it in any number of ways, and you wouldn't be any more or less accurate, but yeah, you could call it that. Yeah. Uh, and overall, this place was very hot. Uh, that is the main takeaway that I, I had from Top Deck, is that I was sweating. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't really gander anything else out of that other than just how hot I was, and how I really wished I did not wear a sweatshirt, but... Uh, that was my decision. I'm going to go ahead and rock with that. But yeah, Jan, what else do you have to say about the temperature of this establishment? I mean, I was wearing a, a sweatshirt and then an overcoat on top of that. So I was, I was struggling. Uh, and we really only went there, you and I, for one reason and one reason only. Would you like to explain that reason? Yeah, so uh, Friday night, uh, all we really had in store that we wanted to see was we wanted to have a mosh pit to stop breathing by Playboy Cardi. And we wanted that to happen with as many white people as possible. So where do you go to find white people in Oxford? Well, really anywhere. Yeah. But Skipper's Top Deck, that's one of the top three. So what did we do there? So uh, we get to Touch Tunes, I believe it is. Uh, our friend of the show, Umar, shout out, uh, had some credits already. So he put on Stop Breathing and another excellent song in Rebound by JPEG Mafia. Uh, unfortunately, Logan was not there to hear that song. Um, but we queued that up, and we were there for about nine songs, I want to say, before Stop Breathing came on. And one of the songs that came on prior was a, a Taylor Swift song that everyone seemed to enjoy, including Kanye, and as, as stated in his blog post, but he was not there. Um, yeah, You Belong With Me. I mean, th that's just kind of a classic, especially in the white community. That's just one of their anthems, so definitely a solid pick from... Uh, one of the patrons at Skipper's Top Deck, but that's not why we were there. Yeah, that is not why we were there. We were there for Cardi. We were there for the vamps, all right? That's, that's all that we were there for. And we queued that up, we were waiting around. You know, me being me, I just go around talking to random people about random things and just inciting overall chaos because that is some of the most fun a boy can have. Um, but then, the magical moment. 
Yeah, so uh, if you're a vamp, you obviously know where you are. Whenever that beat drops, you hear the wake up filthy, and it just starts going. So wake up filthy. Yeah, obviously we just had to drop whatever we were doing. I think <clears throat> I think I was probably probably in a thumb war because I I was uh, taking some taking some wins and quite a few thumb wars. But yeah, we we just went ahead. We opened up our own pit and we just started moshing. Our goal was to go ahead and bring the 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 actual top deck itself have it collapse and tear it up board by board and have that collapse down to the pub down below. Unfortunately, we were we not able... We many casualties, by the way. We yeah. wanted many casualties. Yeah, obviously. Unfortunately, we were not able to achieve this pedestal, but uh, we, we were able to get a, a few more vamps in the lineup to go ahead and join the mosh pit. I think the energy of the establishment was definitely with us, but unfortunately it was just too late. A lot of people were tuckered out at that point and they weren't able to physically join the mosh. Yeah, the, the mosh for uh, You Belong With Me was much greater in numbers, I will say. We got around the main group of us, plus around, I wanna say like seven more people. That seems about right. Uh, there were significantly, if not, like double if not triple that for the tailor. Uh, but yeah, people were getting tuckered out at that point. I think the number of people in the bar had dropped at that point. And uh, honestly, the mosh, I think we should have just started off singing the song and then started the mosh. And that, I think that would have helped build up the energy, some momentum maybe. Uh, that's for next time. Yeah, I mean, you, you, you learn each time you do something. Uh, I, I will say that I, I think for any vamp out there, it will ring true that uh, when the song comes on, you just have to stop what you're doing. So yes. that, that was an oversight on our part, but in the, in the future, we'll be able to overcome our primal instincts and hopefully be able to have a more successful mosh. But mm -hmm. I, I will say that we did get a lot of comments from people that they would have joined us if they weren't so tired. So I think yeah. this is honestly something that we can put on Skipper's top deck for not queuing this up earlier because yeah. uh, at other functions, this has been a, definitely a crowd pleaser, something that a lot of people would like to, uh, you know, dethrone their current floor onto the one below floor. So I think in the future, we'll just have to make a few amendments, maybe uh, get us on the ox uh, so we can go ahead and work our magic. But mm -hmm. yeah, that's just what we think about that. Also, I do think it would have been more successful if, the, uh, if most of the people that were instigating the mosh were not sober. Uh, this was a sober event for the Vamp Club. Uh, well, knowing me, it, it, I, I, it's going to be a sober event for me every time, right? But still, we could have ha had some more energy from some of the other people in the group. Yeah, so uh, honestly, I don't think it was an energy thing. I think it was, uh, obviously, it was a sober event for us. So uh, we, we were really just standing around uh, having thumb wars with people until the, until the song come on. So, well, you uh, were having thumb wars. Well, I, I was just chatting up random people. Yeah, but I mean, why would you do that when you, the allure of a, a potential thumb war victory is just so strong in the air? Well, I did, I did get one victory royale in the, in, in the thumb wars, but... Yeah, I, I mean, that, that, that's definitely a crowning achievement for, for any white man, so... Yeah. <laughs> definitely, definitely thumbs up on that. Mm -hmm. I, was, I was proud to see you have that moment, but yeah. I guess you had to move on to conquer other things, but... I did, I did, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, uh, going on from the Cardi mosh pit... Uh, so that, that really kind of got our gears grinding, you know. Uh, we really thought it was an inefficient use of time, you know. We kind of stood around and did nothing for probably around an hour or so. And then when our moment finally came to light, we weren't really able to take full advantage of it. So that really got us thinking. 
How do we replicate this in the future but come out with a better result? And so what do we think in a couple months will happen? Well, we need to have full control of the environment. That, that is really what would make or break the circumstance. So once the West Department ever rolls around, first floor. First floor, so. Uh, shout out Jacob Sandberg. Shout out Jacob Sandberg, Harry Hewen, friends of the show. Yeah. Uh, we will have full environment of any function that happens at this place. Uh, we'll have ox at all times. So we could, we could play stop breathing eight times in a row. Just force everyone to dance until they die. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's definitely a possibility, especially if we make this an all-sober event. We want everyone remembering every second of the way. So uh, definitely will be a requirement at the West Department ever. Yeah, so I think that the West Department ever will be the truth for Cardi Mosh Pits at Miami, Ohio. Yeah, so any vamps out there, if you want to go ahead and join the show in the bi-weekly Mosh Pits, definitely go ahead and you know, reach out to us. Again, hit my school email if you are interested in the Vamp Club. Yeah, p possibly sub to the Patreon would be appreciated as well. But, uh, you know, uh, that, that's definitely going to go up in the upcoming months. That, that will be hopefully a frequent event at the West Department ever. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, uh, going on from there, what else did we have for today, Jan? I honestly think that's all the scheduled topics that we had for today. Uh, we got through the Farmer School of Beer. We got through the audio equipment. We got through Chicken Cone. And we got through... Uh, top Deck. Uh, did you have any comments on what you did after Top Deck? Yeah, uh, I, honestly, not really. That, I, I guess what we did after Top Deck is, after Top Deck was done playing Cardi, you know, there was kind of just a general state of confusion. What's next? Because that's really what we had planned our entire night on. Mm -hmm. uh, so some friends were going to a different bar, Brick Street, and uh, uh, me and Zach Fedition, our accountant, of course, uh, definitely on the payroll, front of the, front of the, the show, show, also an employee, so he's got that going for him. Uh, we decided to go with them to Brick Street, and we were not aware of the 1025 entrance fee that would be gouged from us at the door. So unfortunately, we paid that, and we got there around 30 minutes before it closed, and we just kind of sat there, complained about the music, and yelled in each other's ear for about 30 minutes. We left right before the crowd rush. That was kind of cool. But yeah, uh, definitely the worst use of $10 in my lifetime. I can't imagine a worse use, honestly. Uh. <laughs> yeah, I, I think succinct. Uh, good to leave it at that. Yeah, all right. Uh, that, I think, is all for us today. Uh, we'll see you on the next episode. And what do we have planned for this next episode? The next episode should, in all likelihood, be the Oreo special. Uh, very excited for that. We're going to be trying different kinds of Oreos. We already have them bought at the time of recording this, and we'll be recording it next weekend, I believe. Yeah, hopefully next Friday. We'll be back in the beer school. Uh, since, again, beer school students do not have to do anything on Friday. It's a beer school holiday. Yeah, national holiday every week. Pretty crazy. But, yeah, we'll have Jess Thomas and Harry Hewen. You know them. You love them from Season 1, Episode 3. These sparkling water spectacular. They will be back on our two culinary experts to go ahead and give their thoughts on the different flavors of Oreos. Should be a great one. Mm -hmm. And we will be back in the Cardi Conference Room for that episode. Yeah, I mean, th that's kind of our home away from home, so uh, definitely looking forward to going back there. Exactly, exactly. All right, do you want to take us out, Logan? Yeah, so signing off from the Cardi Conference Room in the Farber School of Beer in beautiful Oxford, Ohio, United States, this is Logan Hubbard with Jan Barons, Logan and Don Talk Too Much Podcast, signing off. Have a great night. Peace.